Hey everyone, welcome to an episode of the NFL Digest. Just to let you guys all know, your girl has been having a pretty rough week, okay? Um, I'm pretty under the weather, not COVID related, and I am just trying to get better, but I did not want to miss this week of the NFL Digest because there's some games that are so, that were just, I thought I probably watched some of the best football I've seen in a long time. So I had to make sure that I made this NFL Digest episode and get out there to you guys. I had to. I, I'm a person that's, a, that's really big on consistency and staying to a, a strict like schedule. So to have things off schedule, I've been dealing with a lot health health related the past two um, two or three weeks. Says a lot. So I am here to get y'all's episode, and I will definitely talk about the college championship college football championship game at the end. But this 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 NFL Digest is gonna be a combination of NFL Digest and the V Report at the same time. But we're not talking about basketball, all football today. Before I get to that, go Knicks. My Knicks, I've been doing it. I'm proud of it. I love it. Love it. Love it. But okay, let's get to let's get to NFL. So there's been a lot of coaches that lost their job recently. Because there's been a lot of sorry teams. I ain't gonna hold y'all. They've been sorry. Y'all know they've been sorry. And why a lot of the same teams have been my reoccurring trash games of the week because it was just nothing but trash on TV. But let's get to these clips. But again, I'm not for people losing their job. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. So let's start with Den- the Denver Broncos. They let go of Vic Fango. After three seasons having Vic Fango as the head coach, it was time for them to say, it's been real and be blessed. Vango throughout the um, since he got on in 2019, he's had a 19 and 30 record. Broncos head office was just like it ain't it ain't vibing no more. It's been real. See you later. So Vic heading out. Matt, um, I'm gonna make sure I pronounce this man's last name. Nagy for the Chicago Bears. Ooh man, he so he started a four year contract with the Bears. However, they're like, after this 6-11 record, we're good on you. We're good. And with the Bears, because the Bears aren't bad. They have with, they have mm, Justin Fields tonight. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, things happen. The people got injured and they're like, nah, you don't care about none of that. And since, um, um, actually, it was funny because I'm reading a quote from the ourcommunitynow.com uh, website. They said, Nagy said from um, said Sunday following a 31-17 loss for the Minnesota Vikings. And this is what he said. That's real. That's life. We know our record's not good enough. You can't run from it. That's all he said. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's your last game of the season. And you're just like, eh, just vibes. <laughs> so... Um, the Bears have also decided to part ways with their general uh, manager Ryan Pace. So, Ryan, the, the GM and their head coach, all out the door. 
You want to know another team who their GM and their coach are out the door? Oh, my good football New York Giants. Joe Judge, after having a 10 to 23 record, zero playoff appearances, um, New York finally said, We have had enough. We're tired of the abuse. It's time for you to go. But before Joe Judge was fired, Dave Gettleman has left his role as GM. And I now see that there's going to be hope because the new GM was like, yeah, get Joe Judge out of here. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing this. And I love it. I like people getting fired, but I finally have hope for my team for next year because hopefully the new GM is going to get us the pieces we need. And let's hope the Giants get Russell Wilson. I want to say it once. That's it. Russell Wilson. I want to get Russell Wilson. Snatch him up now. I don't want Matt Ryan. I do not want Matt Ryan in New York. But I want Russell Wilson. Oh, yes. Well, Russell Wilson. We can get Russ and get some pieces. Oh, we back, baby. We back. But let's go back to the Vikings. So Matt Zimmer has been fired after a 72, 56, and one record. And with eight seasons with the Vikings, the Vikings have decided to bounce on him, to try to make him bounce. And he had two division titles and three playoff appearances, but they're good on him. So he's also out the door. Brian Flores, brother from the Dolphins out the door and you know at first the, you know the Vikings were not Vikings but the Dolphins were hot flaming trash but things turned around for the Dolphins it turned around greatly actually but they oh my gosh sorry <laughs> but um they decided that the, they were going part ways and that was it so Brian Flores also has lost his job after a re- after a, a remarkable turn of events for the Dolphins because they were a one in seven team, and then they turned things around and entered the season completely different. Because I thought I honestly am gonna be honest with y'all. I thought the Dolphins were by they were by week. They're not vibing with their with their quarterback at all. And we, you know, it's what it is. But they were able to turn a one and seven record to. I don't know how my things all don't want to work at the same time to a nine and eight record. So I'm just that does that takes good coaching and a change in development. So I was surprised when Brian Flores um, was fired. That that surprised me. So that is my NFL news at this moment. So now we're going to get into our games. Let's talk about, you know, we we do five games a week. We have our, the bet, our Norris game of the week, our trash game of the week. And then we have three other football games that just brought a lot of spice. So we're going to start with our first game we talked about for week 18, the last week of the NFL regular season. Next week, we're in wild card. Then we are in the playoffs for real, y'all. So you know this week is every time you get to the last week of the NFL season, there are some teams 
that are praying for teams to win so that that they're, they're, those fans are praying to go and they continue on with their journey to the playoffs. There are some people praying for teams to fail so that they get to the playoffs because if, and we can, we're going to mention that right now, we, those, and those Saints fans, Saints fans are hurting, hurting because they needed to win against the, the Falcons. They did that. A mission accomplished. With your your star quarterback out, Trevor Simeon, eh, and Taysom Hill, hurt. Yes, still able to well, be the Falcon ain't that difficult. But like, I ain't I trying to be petty? Just being real. But they needed those Rams to beat the 49ers. I don't, again, I think we are starting to see that the Rams may not have been as, they may not be Thanos. They may not be Thanos. This whole time I thought they were, they may not be. And actually, since we're talking about the the Saints, let's go to the Saints. So, Taysom Hill, he threw for 107 yards, completed 7 out of 9 with a test and had one touchdown. Trevor Simeon, um, <clears throat> he has... He threw for 71 yards, completed 9 of 15 of his attempts, and he had two touchdowns. And let's get to our then, but however, Chase Hill was the leader, lead passer. Alva Kamara, you know, that's why we rushed him in New Orleans. He um, had 30 carries for 146 yards. Trey Quad Smith, <clears throat> sorry, y'all. He um, was a lead receiver with five receptions for 76 yards and one touchdown. Matt Ryan, he threw for 216 yards, completed 20, had 33 attempts, had one touchdown and one interception. Mike Davis, he had six carries for 30 yards, while Russell Gage had nine receptions for 126 yards and one touchdown. So... I'm gonna be real, child. New Orleans this is a New Orleans game to win. Um, the Falcons, you know, they you know how the Falcons are, y'all. They, they, they're so, they, they are just they don't know how to complete a game at all. The third quarter was the time for the Falcons to rack it up and get back in the game. However, that did not happen because the the Saints dominated the first half of this game. And when you're getting dominated to the point, that it was. I'll get to the scores, how that they went down. It was time for you in halftime to collect yourself and gather and get back out there. And that is not what happened in Atlanta. So in the first quarter, we have Adam Truman. He catches an 18-yard pass from Taysom Hill, which results in a touchdown. Brett My- um, Mayer kicks extra point, making it 7-0. That was first points on the board. Atlanta gets on the board with the three minutes and 15 seconds left in the first quarter with Young Hoku. Oh, you know I love that name. Kicked a 48-yard field goal, putting Atlanta on the board, 3-2-7. In the second quarter, again, just a side note, field goals, yes, are good, but they don't win games. you got to score a touchdown, Giants. you got to score a touchdown. So, Young Ho Koo kicked a 54-yard field goal, kicking up the second quarter, putting Atlanta up 6-7. Trey Quad Smith catches a 13-yard pass from Trevor Simeon. 
at this point, y'all, Trevor Simeon was the guy in the game, um, which resulted in a touchdown. Brett, sorry, Brett Manning, Maher, 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 yes. Brett Maher kicks extra point with makes the 14 to six. Brett Maher is the kicks um, a 37 yard field goal with a minute and three seconds up on the clock, extending that lead to 17 to six. And who y'all here? Because as you can see, things got hairy for it, the the Falcons. Cause with two seconds left on the clock, Juan Johnson catches a five yard pass from Trevor Simeon, which results in a touchdown. Mayher kicks extra point, which makes it 24 to six. Again, New Orleans was like, you know, if you were a betting person, New Orleans was going to win this game. There was no confusion there. But you're like, at least if I was a, Val- a fight of Vikings fan, wow, Falcons fan, I would have been like, y'all, you're not going to lose like this in my in the home game while I pay for tickets. Like, fight uh, Falcons, get it together. And mm, not so much. So in the second, so the third quarter, um, Quadi O. Oh my gosh, I am having problems. Austin kicks a night, has catches a night. No, oh, he has a 90 yard run, which results in a touchdown. Young Hoku kicks extra point, making it 13 to 24. So now if I can start to get back to get, get together. However, in the fourth quarter, New Orleans shut down that hope because this is when field goals can win some games. Because then Brett Mayhair kicks a 27-yard field goal, putting New Orleans up 27 to 13. And then he kicks another one three minutes later. A 33-yarder puts him up 30 to 13. At this point, um, the Falcons are just like, yo, it's it's a wrap. However, we're gonna go for one more thing. So then with 21 seconds left on the clock. Russell Gage catches a one-yard pass for Matt Ryan, which results in a touchdown. Young Ho Ku kicked the extra point, make it 20 to 30. It just shows that the we, we already knew the, the Falcons weren't going to the playoffs or the wild card, but that was just a this just a pitiful display of football there. But shout out to the Saints. They did play well, especially with all their pieces that are missing from the Saints. Woo! They they did pretty they they had they had a good game and they were relying so much on the Rams, which is not the game I'm talking about next. The game I'm talking about next though is gonna be this really good game between the Seahawks and the Cardinals. This game was guys, when I'm not feeling well, one of the, my favorite things to do is stay in bed and watch football. Sunday, I just had and, and Saturday. I just had red zone on all Sunday, red zone on all day. And I'm just sitting there watching amazing football. And I was just flipping through channels, catching so many different games. That's why I just love, I love my, I love the fact that I pay for ESPN Suite every year. But I just, I got everything I needed, got all the football I needed, and I enjoyed it. So good football. But this game here, the reason why we're talking about it now is because this game was Amazing. So start with our leaders. Russell Wilson, he threw for 238 yards, completed 15 out of 26 of the attempts, had three touchdowns in one interception. Leading rusher was Rashad Penny 
with 23 carries for 190 yards and one touchdown. Tyler Lockett was the receiver with five receptions for 98 yards and two touchdowns. Now let's go over to the Cardinals side. Kyle Murray, he threw for 240 yards, completed 28 out of 39 attempts, and he had one touchdown. James Conner, also new Nora Crush, had 15 carries for 52 yards and one touchdown. Wow. Zach Ertz led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 84 yards. When I tell you guys, this is how you're supposed to come back in a football game. This game was pretty, this was an evenly matched game until the last, literally, I would say, the last, the last, I would say, five minutes of the game. Because it could have went anybody's direction. It could went any direction, but we'll get to why. We'll get to why. Because in the first quarter, Zach Allen has uh, retrieved a 15-yard fumble and returned it for a touchdown, putting the Vikings the Vikings putting the Cardinals on the board early, seven to zero. And y'all, if you saw that play. I wish I had a video right now so y'all could just watch this. Because if you saw that play, you were like, this is looking mad cartoony from the beginning. Very cartoony. <laughs> but then right after that, pretty much, I would say two minutes later, Tyler Lockett catches a 43-yard pass from Russell Wilson, which results in a touchdown. Jason Myers kicked the extra point, tying the game 7-7. In the second quarter, Matt Pratter uh, kicks a 41-yard field goal, extending the Cardinals' lead 10-7. Tyler Lockett um, catches a five-yard pass from Russell Wilson, which results in a touchdown. James Byers' kick is good. They get 14-10. And to end the, the um, second quarter, James Myers kicks a 38-yard field goal, Extending the Seahawks lead 17 to 10. So now we are going to halftime with the Seahawks lead at the moment. However, in third third quarter, things start to change because then James Conner catches a 20-yard pass from Kyle Murray, which results in a touchdown, tying the game up, because Matt Prater extra point kick made 17 to 17. James Conner then had a one-yard run which then extends the the Cardinals' lead 24-17. to 17. With a minute and 57 seconds left on the clock, Freddie Swine catches a 25-yard pass from Russell Wilson, which results in a touchdown. James Byer can catch the point, tying the game back up 24-24. So, y'all, that pace game was flying during this game, okay? And in the fourth quarter... Russell Wilson has a four-yard run, which results in a touchdown. James Byer kicks the extra point, make it 31-24. Matt Prater kicks a 30-yard field goal, which was good. Extend, which um, pushed the the wow the Cardinals. I don't know why I'm stuck with the Vikings. The Cardinals up 27 to 31. Still anybody's game. However, this is when the game changed for everybody. 
because Rashad Penny has a 62-yard run, which results in a touchdown. James Myers kicked that point, making it 38-27. to 27. At this point, the game is pretty much dwindling to the end. But then Matt Prater, with a minute and 13 seconds left on the clock, kicked a 36-yard field goal, putting the Cardinals up 30. But, however, the Seahawks take this victory by shutting that shutting the Cardinals down, making it 38-30. Very good game. I enjoyed it. I thought that was a really good game to watch that day. Now, my next game will be my trash game of the week. And I'll get to that right after this. Welcome back, everyone. Again, if you're someone interested in starting your own podcast, but you don't know where to turn, what you do is go to Anchor. Anchor is the best place where you can make your podcast, edit your podcast, add effects, add, add music to it, and publish all on the same platform for free. So if you're ready to make those podcast dreams come true, you need to download Anchor and start making it happen. The best thing about Anchor, besides that, is being free is that when you publish your podcast on Anchor, it goes to a variety of different podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and even Anchor's podcast database itself. So if you're ready for your own podcast, get on to it, download Anchor, and make it happen. So, oh, I'm not going to support you here. The trash game of the week. And you know where I'm going going to NFC's. I'm going to that good old Washington football team versus the New York Giants. And the reason why I have the trash game of the week, my Giants were pitiful. Pitiful. This is the last game home. Thank God I did not buy tickets to this game. Because me and my friend, side note, we're going to go to this game. She said, just to see the last game. You know, it can't be that bad. Just face it, Washington. Yeah, I think he's okay. You know, I ain't got to worry about too much because it's the last game. It won't be that bad. Oh, the Giants said, hold my beer. We're going to give you a really crap show here. Let's get ready for it. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because I feel like I was laughing because Giants always said, I kept thinking we hit rock bottom. And then I watched this game. (laughs) At least he knows. We are at rock bottom. Let's get to it. Heineke, he threw for 120 yards, completed nine at 18 of the attempts. Yep, you heard me. That's all he threw for the whole game. Leading rusher for, for Washington was Antonio Gibson with 21 carries, 146 yards, and one touchdown. Terry McLaurin was our leading receiver with four receptions for 93 yards. Y'all? I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I have never seen the Giants play so sorry in my life. And I'm only 29. I know people have seen, there was. I was told there was a worse error before. <laughs> but I didn't get to see it. And I'm just saying this was this game was pitiful. Pitiful. But third string quarterback, Jake uh, Frome, was in. He threw for 103 yards, 
completed 1,531 attempts, had one touchdown, two interceptions. He also led in rushing yards with five carries and 53 yards. And Darius Slayton was our leading receiver with two receptions for 29 yards and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, when I talk about this game, this is why it's going to be trash. There was no touchdown until the third quarter, the end of the third quarter. That's why this game is trash. There's nothing going on. Yes, people are like, that's a great defensive game. No, no, y'all don't know. No, the Giants are really bad. Yes, our defense is the best thing we got. But still, this was really bad. So in the first quarter, because field goal mania for a while. So in the first quarter, Joey Slay kicked a 23-yard field goal, putting Washington on the board 3-0. In the second quarter, while the clock's expiring, Joey Slay kicked a 43-yard field goal, making it 6-0. And you're a Giants fan. You probably went and got your new beer at the, at the stadium. You're, you're freezing cold. It's like 20 degrees, so you're freezing. Got your new beer. Got you a, a hot dog. Sat back down, watched the game, said, eh, can't get worse, right? Can't get worse. Oh, yes, because you get to watch a whole third quarter until three minutes and 41 seconds on the clock when Bobby Mc, uh, McCain Returns a 30-yard interception. Thank you, Giants, to, for a touchdown. Washington's like, hey, Giants suck. Let's just go for two. See how it all turns out. Well, the go for two was not successful. But however, it's 12-0. to zero. Now we get to the fourth quarter. Yes, y'all, back to the fourth quarter. Darius Slayton catches a 22-yard pass from Jake from which results in a touchdown. They didn't have to wake up. Gano, because he hasn't even looked at the field. <laughs> the kick the extra point or a field goal. To kick the extra point, making it 7 to 12. Antonio Gibson wants to diss us completely and has a and has ATR run, which results in a touchdown. Joe Slay kicks the extra point, making it 19 to Oh, but the game's not over, folks, because with four minutes and 40 seconds left on the clock, Joey Slay then kicks a 23-yard field goal, making it 22-7. That score alone tells you why this is the trash game of the week. I have no problem trashing my team. However, Joe Judge has been fired. Dave Gellum is more of a GM. So my goal is that the new people in charge are going to get us, you know, get things together. Don't draft a new quarterback. Get Russell Wilson. Spend the money. Don't play because we are tired as fans of this trash. We are exhausted. And I'm not going to be the one to say it. I'm going to say it. Since that boat ride trip picture, we have been absolute flaming hot garbage. And... When you're hot garbage, which means you're trash. And that is why this was the trash game of the week. The next game we are going to talk about. Oh, we are going 
to LA. Rams versus those 49ers. I was attached to this game. I have no value to it because, again, my team's out. So trash, trash, trash. So I had no value to it. But this was a really good game. Really good. Jimmy G. Because you're expecting, when you see people throwing interceptions, especially in these important games, you're like, well, that's it. And that this for this, for 49ers, they needed to win this game to get in the playoffs. And the poor Saints fans need them to lose. They got in the playoffs. And when, and one thing I learned about football, when you got to rely on another team to lose for you, even if that loss, because I'm not even going to get into how the Colts fumbled the bag. In, they just fumbled the bag. But when you have to rely on a team to lose for you to get in, at that point, just start packing up your jersey, baby, because you ain't getting in. <laughs> okay, Jimmy G threw for two, 316 yards. Completed 23 out of 33 attempts. He had one, 32 attempts. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. The leading rusher for San Fran was Elijah Mitchell with 21 carries for 85 yards. Brandon Aku, uh, Aku? Ike, Ike, Ike. I know that. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the pronunciation movie. I promise y'all. He had led with receiving yards with six receptions for 107 yards. Matt Stafford. He threw for 238 yards, completed 21 at 33 of his attempts. He had three touchdowns and two interceptions. Their lead rusher was Sony Mitchell with 21 carries for 43 yards. Cooper Cup, who had an outstanding year, was the leading receiver with seven receptions for 118 yards. While I'm talking about Cooper Cup, guys, give homie his props. He had 145 receptions, which made him number he's ranked number one in in receptions. He did number one in yards, 100, 1,947 yards in touchdowns. Ranked number one. Well, first. You know, number one, same thing. With 16 touchdowns, homeboy had went off this season, okay? And this game was really like back and forth until the end, until we went to overtime. So let's get to it. In the first quarter, Matt Gay kicked a 43 yard field goal, putting the Rams on the board 3 2 0. And then no one else looked or even smelled the end zone since. And then in the second quarter, Tyler Higby catches a two-yard pass from Matt Stafford, which results in a touchdown. Matt Gay kicks extra point, make it 10-0. And then right after that, um, Taylor um, Higby, not Taylor, Tyler Higby, <laughs> um, he catches a 15-yard pass from Matt Stafford, which results in a touchdown. Then Matt Gay kicks extra point, making it 17-0. At this point, it was safe to say that the 49ers were a pack. Like you just, it was like, okay, 49ers are just giving us this win. Or are we really that good? Cause they were really, the, the Rams were taking care of business the first half of this game. Not gonna hold you. Then however, Ruby Gold got, kicked a 42 yard field goal, putting the 49ers on the, on the board with the clock expiring three to 17. 
Now you are playing 49ers football because Debo Samuel then has a 16-yard run, which gives the 49ers their first touchdown. Ruby Gold kicks the extra point, making it 10 to 17. Juan Jennings catches a 24-yard pass from Debo Samuels. Another cool trick play, which results in a touchdown. Ruby Gold kicks the extra point, tying the game 17 to 17. So it got real funny right that moment. If I was a Rams player, I was like, yo, what's going on? Why? Whoa, 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 whoa. They coming back real quick. Real quick. Because they they took they knocked that um 14-point decibel about out in one quarter. Because then we go into the fourth quarter. That's when things get fun. The Cooper Cup catches a four-yard pass from Matt Stafford, which results in a touchdown. Matt get kicked extra point. They get 24 to 17. With 26 seconds left on the clock in the regular game, Juan Jennings catches a 14-yard pass from Jimmy G, which results in a touchdown. Ruby Gold kicks extra point, tying the game 24 to 24. Then, y'all, we went to overtime. And then Ruby Gold kicks a 24-yard field goal, putting up San Fran on the up 27 to 24. And where things got Harry was when Matt Stafford went to throw a pass to Odell Beckham Jr., which was picked off. And that was the end of the game. Great game from start to finish because you never, in football, that's why I love football so much, you never know what's going to happen until that clock is done. And before I get to my game of the week, we have some breaking information, breaking information. The Texans have targeted Brian Flores to be possibly top candidate for their head coaching position. Because I remember, I, I hope I said it earlier. I did not. The Texans have fired David Cooley. So he has been fired after a 4-13 and 13 record. They're done with it. They're not vibing with it. They're over it. And that's what's going on there. So now let's get to... Nora's game of the week. And we all know where I'm going with this. We all know what game I'm picking. If you see the see the pattern, you're listening, you're like, we know where she's going with this. I'm going with the Chargers and Raiders game. This game was so good. I enjoyed every bit of this game. Just a little bit of disclaimer. I did not enjoy any of the one o'clock games. The one o'clock games were pathetic me. Um, the Steelers and Ravens shout out to Big Ben. He's he well, you'll see why. I'm shouting out Big Ben, but homie has not played his last football game just yet. But the first one o'clock games, I couldn't really deal with that. But the fourth, the 425 games, that was up. That was up. But this 820 game, oh y'all, this was a good game. So let's get to it. Justin Herbert. He threw for 383 yards. He played 31 at 64 attempts. He had three touchdowns and one interception. The leading rusher was Austin Eckler with 16 carries for 64 yards and one touchdown. Leading receiver was Mike Williams with nine receptions, nine receptions for 119 yards and one touchdown. Derek Carr, he threw for 189 yards, completed 20 at 36 attempts. He had two touchdowns. The leading rusher was Josh Jacobs with 26 carries for 123 yards and one touchdown. Brian Edwards was the leading receiver with four receptions for 63 yards. 
this game kept you on your heels from start to finish because the Raiders hit the ground running real fast in the, fourth, the first quarter. The Chargers had a, a great and necessary comeback in the second quarter. And then we go, the third quarter was black, but the fourth quarter, ooh, y'all, this was good. This was good. This was good. So in the first quarter, Daniel um, Carson, he was 24-yard field goal, putting the um, Raiders on the board first early and early, 3-2-0. Hunter Renfro catches a, thir- a 12-yard pass from Derek Carr, which results in a touchdown. Daniel Clarkson kicks extra point, making it 10-0. In the second quarter, now the Chargers are picking up some momentum because Austin Eckler um, has a 14-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Dustin, Dust, Dustin Hopkins kicks extra point, making it 7-10. Austin Eckler has a four, catches a 14-yard pass from Justin Herbert, which results in a touchdown. Dustin Hopkins kicked extra point, making it 14 to 10. With 37 seconds left on the clock, Josh Jacobs has a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Daniel Carson kicks the extra Daniel Carson kicks the extra point, making it 17 to 14 for the half. In the third quarter, we have Daniel Carson coming out with a 31-yard field goal, putting um, the Raiders up 20 to 14, and that was the only time anybody even was remotely near the end zone. Because the fourth quarter, everything changes. Because then Hunter Renfeld caught a two yard pass from Derek Carr, which resulted in a touchdown. Carr and company went for the extra for a two point conversion, which was no good, actually, terrible play, really bad play. That wasn't a good play. The, however, Daniel Carson kicked a 52-yard field goal with eight minutes and 23 seconds left on the clock, extending the the Raiders' lead 29 to 14. With four minutes and 28 seconds left on the clock, Joshua Palmer um, um, catches a 23-yard pass from Justin Herbert, which results in a touchdown. Herbert and company did go for the two-point conversion as well, which was successful because Justin Herbert passed to Austin Eckler, which gave him their two points because Naomi was open and right where he needed to be. They get 22 to 29. With time expired, expiring on the clock, Mike Williams catches a 12-yard pass from Justin Herbert, which results in a touchdown. Dustin Hopkins kicks the extra point, tying the game 29 to 29. If you are a Steelers fan, you're like, oh my God, if this ends in a tie, we're doomed. We're doomed. <sighs> and the funny, the crazy part about this, whichever team lost is automatically not in the, not in the, play, not in the playoffs. But if they tie, the Steelers get kicked out of the playoffs because of that pathetic tie they had in their season. So Steelers fans are shaking. They're like, if this ends in a tie, we really might pass out. And it almost did because we're going to overtime. Dale Clarkson kicks a 40-yard field goal, putting the Raiders up 20, sorry, 32 to 29. Dustin Hopkins, with four minutes, 30 seconds from the clock, kicks a 41-yard field goal, tying the game 32 to 32. And it was all bananas into the last second of the game because you're like, you're a Steelers fan, you're about to literally pass out. 
because it was like this game is over oh no and then there was speculations that the the Raiders weren't going to kick the last field goal they were just going to mule it down and then tie and knock out the Steelers which would have been horrible if you're a Steelers fan but would have gotten the Raiders and the Chargers both into the playoffs so both teams have pretty deep pretty good season but it was confirmed that it was said and confirmed that there was um that when when the Chargers call a timeout and now put the uh, pretty much played the hand of the Raiders where they were going to kneel it down the Raiders were like well forget this let's go for that win and Daniel Carson kicked that 47 yard field goal expiring the time to send the Oakland Raiders, definitely not Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders, to the NFL playoffs. So, which crushed Chargers fans, so which made it so that Steelers fans live to fight another day. So, you guys know Wild Card Weekend, which we know is next this weekend. Hey, we're starting off Saturday at 4.30 on NBC. You can catch the Raiders versus the Bengals. Yes, y'all, this is that's a big game. And then on Saturday night at 8.15 on CBS, you catch the Patriots versus the Bills. Yes, y'all, Patriots. Without, without Tom Brady, the Patriots are in the that they're in that spot. They're fighting the Bills for the, to get there. Then you'll catch on Sunday the Eagles versus the Buccaneers at 1 p.m. on Fox. At 4.30, you will catch the 49ers versus the Cowboys at CBS. People are saying that the Cowboys could lose that game. You know, I don't think so. I think the Cowboys got it, but I'll get you on my Christmas minute. But if that happens, whoo, but y'all don't, oh, but who's going to be pissed off? Well, on Sunday at 8.15, your Sunday night football game will be the Steelers versus the Chiefs on NBC. And... If I was a Chiefs, if I was a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't be too pressed. But if you're a Steelers fan, this this could be Big Ben's last game, and and I'm I'm a person that get attached to my quarterback, especially when you have for a long time. So I'm not gonna be a very emotional game for everybody involved. Monday Night Football eight fifteen will be the Cardinals versus the Rams. So these are gonna be Norris picks. Uh, for the Raiders and the Bengals game, oof, who am I going to go with? I this, The Bengals are red hot right now, and so are the Raiders. Both teams have been red hot recently. But the, the Bengals did just lose to the Browns, but it wasn't a game they really cared about. So I'm going to go Bengals here. I think the Bengals are going to pull out that victory. Even though the Raiders are red hot, the, the, with the, that, the combination of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is just, oof, it's just deadly. It's just deadly. So I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one, y'all. Patriots versus Bills. This game, it should go to the Bills, but I'm gonna, I think the Bills will win. But this is not going to be no walk in the park. This is going to be a game that's going to go down to the seconds. And the way Belichick coaches and the way his team has been playing so far, it really could go either way. But I just think that Josh Allen has a better setup in Buffalo. So I'm going to go with the Bills there. Eagles versus Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the Bucks because I just, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think that one just doesn't explain it there. Um, 
But then, hey, Eagles showed me wrong. They shut me up. Okay. I ain't mad at it. And 49ers versus Cowboys. Look, I just believe the Cowboys are the better team here. And um, 49ers have been riding high on that. Riding high, but I, I'm going to go with the, the Cowboys for this. I think they're the better team. Steelers versus the Chiefs. Chiefs. They bet it's been real. They're real homie, but I feel like the Chiefs got this. They sh- If they don't, I will be sitting here just like, wow, that's OD. And on Monday with the Cardinals versus the Rams, how the Rams been playing? Because it's crazy. They're now Thanos with no Infinity Stones. I'm like, you have all the Infinity Stones and you're not playing well. But the Cardinals have been also playing. They got they, their best receivers out, which hurts. And you could tell it's been hurting. They've been pushing through to the 11 and 6 record. Even with your best receiver out, says a lot. So I can't hate on that. So I'm going to go with the Rams with that game. And that is it, everybody. We're going to quickly talk about college football, the college football championship game, because we're just getting it all out here because my voice is hanging on by a thread. We had Alabama versus Georgia. Most of y'all, everybody who don't live in the state of Georgia picked Alabama. Let's be real. Like, let's, let's be real. And I got to say, this was the most boring college football championship game I've ever seen. From two of the best teams this year. Like, well, Alabama's always going to be always stellar. Like, let's be real. They're always going to be stellar. But I was just like, wow. This game was trash. Like, no, I was I was bored. I was bored. I'm not gonna lie, to y'all. And if there was no COVID, I knew I would be out at some at a, at one of those little events, having a good time, and definitely enjoying the game. <laughs> but I couldn't believe how boring this game was. This game was so boring. But let's get to it. And also, I'm not the person to, to be like, well, Alabama's best receiver was out. So what were they supposed to do? You 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 plan for that. But shout out to Georgia for breaking that curse. I know that hurt to, um, in 2018 when they lost the, ba- the Bama. They broke it. They are now officially champions again. Shout out to George, Georgia again. But man, was that a mess. So let me just talk about uh, let's let's go with the Georgia side first. Let's go with this young man here, Stetson Stetson Bennett, who he was like, well, I don't want that. It ain't gonna lose because of me. I heard that, felt that, and understood that. Shout out to you, homie. He threw for 224 yards, completed 17 out of 26 of his attempts, and had two touchdowns. The leading the leading rusher for Georgia was Zamir White, with 13 carries for 80 four yards and one touchdown leading receiver was George Pickens with one carry one reception sorry one reception for 52 yards now Bama this poor boy was just on his that's what came out bad this poor boy was just thrown around that's what I'm gonna say he was thrown around Bryce Young he threw for two he threw for 369 yards completed 35 out of 57 of his attempts had one touchdown and two interceptions Leading rusher was Brian Rob Robinson Jr. with 22 carries for 68 yards. Leading receiver was Cameron Latu. 
And he had five receptions for 102 yards and one touchdown. Bama definitely was in need of a star receiver. He, he was missed greatly because Georgia, Georgia, pretty, Georgia owned this game. This was Georgia's game. This was their year to win it. That's what that's how it be sometimes, y'all. When it's your year to win, it's your year to win. So start Alabama. Um, was the first people to put some points on the board with Will Reichard kicking a 37-yard field goal, putting Bama up three to zero in the first. In the second quarter, Pat. Jack, his name is Jack. I cut Pat. Wow, Jack Polosti. Polosti. Okay, Jack kicks a twenty-four yard field goal, tying the game three to three. Will Richard kicks a 45 yard field goal, making it six to three. Will Richard then kicks a thirty-seven yard field goal, making it nine to three. Jack kicks a forty-nine yard field goal at the end of the second quarter, making it six to nine. Like I told y'all, field goals will not bring victories. You need to score touchdowns. You need touchdowns to win. I was sitting here like, I know I'm not watching kickers get they get they ish off. I'm like, I what, what's going on? I was like, this is ridiculous. However, you know, again, when it comes to college football, it's like college basketball. You never know what is going to happen until that clock hits zero, zero. So in the third quarter, Zamir White has a one-yard run, and we finally got a touchdown for Georgia. Jack kicks extra point, making it 13-9. And yes, I will call that man Jack. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name again because that was embarrassing. So, and shout out to him because, you know, Jack did his thing. Jack did his thing. And so did Rich, um, Will Richard. They did their thing. Now, fourth quarter, Will Richard kicked a 21 yard field goal, making it 12 to 13. Yes, y'all. 12 to 13 in the fourth quarter. Cameron Latu then catches a three yard pass from Bryce Young, which gives Alabama their first touchdown, making it 18 to 13. Alabama tried going for two, knowing they have been a hot mess. I don't even know why that was decided, but I get—I know you got to do what you got to do, but that was just dumb because they haven't been doing well on offense at all. So, but they went for two, and it was no good. <clears throat> then Adoni Mitchell catches a forty-yard pass from Stetson Bennett, which results in a touchdown. Make it 19 to 18. So you see, you see how this game is going. Y'all see how this game is going. And then Stetson, Brett Bennett, and company went for the extra for the two-point conversion, which was also a fail. So we're still down. So Alabama's down by one point. However, Bama never got their ish together because Brock Byers then um, catches a 15-yard pass from Stetson Bennett. I know that boy ain't called that every day. But anyway, and which resulted in a touchdown. Yes, Bama needs to shut that. Bama did not shut it down, y'all. They, their defense needs to shut it down. And yes, I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm an LSU fan. That's my team. That's my role. That's my, I watch. That's my life. But I did not expect Bama to just literally not show up for this game. I was so shocked. 
But shout out, but Georgia showed up and showed out for this game. And I got respect when you show up and show out, okay? And then Jack kicked extra point back at 26 to 18. With 54 seconds left on the clock, Bama's like, yo, maybe we can just do some crazy football stuff and get up there. Nope. Cause then Keely Ringo intercepts quarterback. I should have y'all want to Bryce, Bryce Young and runs it back for a 79 yard interception return. Yes, yes, Georgia. And it was just, oh, Georgia was on fire during the fourth quarter. They was on fire. They gave us, that's when the football game started for me in the fourth quarter. And then Jack kicked extra point, making it 33 to 18. And that was the college football championship game at a TNT stadium. And that's it, everybody. That's the end of college football for this year. Well, no. Technically, it's, no, well, you know what I mean, for this season. <laughs> and we are go, We are in wild card time. We are getting close to the end of the NFL season, which is, oh, sad face, super sad face. However, the NFL that just will be back next year, but we're going to be back, cover the cover the wild card games, and I'll be back for the playoffs as well. Of course, the episodes will get shorter because we'll have less games. But yes, so thank you guys for tuning in to cover the cover of the week 18 NFL Digest and the college football championship game. Again, you check out everything I do at MTMV Sports Podcast Network. That's on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and all other platforms. And iHeart, can never forget iHeart. And iHeart, you can always catch my stuff there. You always contact me on social media, which is on Twitter and Instagram at Nora, N-O-R-A underscore Natish, N-A-T-I-S-H. Um, just a little, just a little words of encouragement during this time when we got the flu Rona, we got um, Omicron, flu Rona, <laughs> Deltacron. Oh my gosh, all that's going on here. Just be safe. And I got some really like, shaking news today no one it's like everyone's okay but hearing that some people that i love got the virus makes me always so so sad so i just want you guys to continue to protect yourselves out there stay safe out there and wear your freaking mask please this is exhausting and i'm sitting here under the weather myself i'm praying it's not the flu because yeah, I get the flu a lot, but like, I just pray it's not. I just hope you guys continue to stay safe out there and just be okay. Please be okay. Remember, when you are, again, if you're poor and definitely not just a part of hashtag wear a mask, which goes from nose to chin, not nose to lip or lip to chin, nose to chin. So continue to fight this uh, COVID pandemic, everybody, because it's, it's getting crazy out here. It's getting crazy. So please continue to be safe out there. Continue to boost those immune systems. Continue to get healthy. And continue to stay happy and blessed. Until next time, take care. Bye.